Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the New Year, same old us edition of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from September the 2nd of 1989, and it is the first show of the brand new year, 2021. Hopefully, it'll be better than the last one. With all that said, um, Doc, we're just you and I. Harper may or may not join us. It's a long story, but then again, it's not. Basically, we're recording this right before New Year's Day, and his shoot job is putting the boots to him. That's the short version of it. It's a little longer, sounds, but that's the short. Sounds like some New Year same old shit to me. Like I said, New Year. I mean, I'm pretty stuff. sure Sil- I'm pretty sure Silva would quit his job for this opportunity. I don't know about that, but Silva definitely he's always ready to go. But the problem is he works at night, so I doubt he'd be available at night. Um, but I know he's watched it because he's already, he's already DM'd me talking about this week's episode. We'll get into I'm that glad, shortly. I'm glad somebody associated with this network has. <laughs> uh, so real quick, Doc, before we get into some flips and dives and everything else we do, a special shout-out to our largest page contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, uh, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, and Jeremy Priest, thank you for your support on Patreon. It is greatly appreciated. And then real quick, uh, one new Patreon member, Vincent Berry, the author of actually Lance by Chance, the book that Lance and I covered on the Patreon feed a few weeks ago. Uh, he is now a Patreon member, so thank you, uh, Vinny, for signing up. And then I got a couple of others. Uh, Tony Montana, thanks for bumping up your pledge. Uh, appreciate that. I know you bumped up to the Hall of Fame tier, so thank you very much. And then Brian Lowry. And the FXC, they both also became annual Patreon members. They're existing patrons. They basically just became annual. So we appreciate it. Thanks to all of the new or existing patrons that are out there. Greatly appreciate your support of this show. Now, Doc, uh, what what's what are you going to hit me with? Cowboys in the playoffs, Bubba? What what what's what's coming? I already know. Well, you know you... okay, so I, you know we we'll go ahead and and just peel back the the curtain a little bit here for the peeps. Um, I think they know by now we record a week ahead of time. Yeah, so it, it is December thirtieth. We're all on. The, it looks like it looks like we may make it to the end of this year. But you and I kind of we we take this time to really decompress from work, from each other, everything else. So I haven't really talked to you much this week. Uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, Christmas was very good, Bubba. 
The Hennessy was socks. flowing. You get some socks. No socks. Thank I God. Got two, I got two new pairs of uh, gym shorts, so I'm ready for work this year. <laughs> okay. You're ready for work. I caught that as you're yeah. sitting at home. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well. Um, well. Yeah, so what about, yeah, so we haven't really been talking too much. Um, I told you that tonight's episode I watched when I was completely hammered and I forgot to take notes and I don't remember watching it. So technically I can't, I'm not, I'm better than Harper in that I've actually watched it. I may be worse in the fact that I don't remember any of it. Um, this is what our uh, seventh calendar year to be on the air. Yeah, we started in uh, late May, early June of 2015. So if you count the actual years, we're going into year six, but this is the seventh calendar year that we've touched. Another Is this another birthday month? No. Oh. Birthday month is in the last week of May, first week of June. So um, you said something a minute ago there, Bubba, and I think we need to pull out our NFL predictions. Because it might not be 16-0, and 0, but it may be one of the more remarkable stories in NFL history, <laughs> what my Cowboys are about to pull off. It's, I mean, it's semi-shameful, but fuck it. You know, never apologize for, for making the playoffs. I'll, I'll tell you like that. At the same you time... Know what, you know what's funny is... The last game is going to come down to me and myself, Fritz and me, against each other. No, because it'll be you. Not really, because. I, okay, I see what you're saying. You're assuming the Cowboys win in the game that has already been played that, you know, we're recording ahead of time. And you're also assuming that since the Cowboys win, you're then rooting against Fritz's Washington football team. That's correct. Gotcha. I guess. I mean, who who would you who who would the listeners rather root for? America's team or some racist that had to change their name? <laughs> okay. First off, I get the strong feeling. I don't have a strong I don't want to say I have a strong feeling, but the way this thing would ultimately play out because of the the crap show that the NFC East has been is that the Cowboys after coming out from the dead, if you can <laughs> consider 6 and 9 coming from the dead, would then turn around and lose to the Giants, who would then become 6-10. and 10. And the the Washington football team then blows it on Sunday night. And the Giants, at 6-10, and 10, end up hosting a playoff game and getting, I don't know, they almost beat Brady earlier this year in New York. So who knows? So, uh, so just like we predicted it in the beginning of the season when we did our picks, right? Something like that. Hey, I still I had the Saints beating the Chiefs. Y'all can't stop those motherfuckers. Oh, man, nobody. I, I don't want to say nobody's beating them, but because, you know, that's the, just like nobody was going to beat the Patriots the year they were, you know, undefeated going to the Super Bowl. But, man, I don't know. Atlanta gave them a tough time a couple weekends ago, but I just don't see it, man. I don't they, – they're going to have to beat themselves. That's that's the thing. That That's how good they are. It's it's the NFL, man. You know, these teams, there's no such thing as Alabama playing against, you know, Florida Atlantic or some, 
you know, school that has no chance against uh, that has no chance against the big name. So it's the NFL. It can happen, and it is not easy to to run the table in the playoffs. So what you what you have to do? You got to win. You play wild card weekend. You got to win four games. You play. Uh, you, you get the bye. You got to win three games. We'll see. I don't know, but they're going to be hard to beat. I, I do not. I don't know, man. Let me say it like this. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put this out there. I am not on the. You know, for all the people who don't love the NFL out there, just look at the timestamps, and you can you can bump forward into something else that we're just talking about later. We start talking real wrestling, but here's the thing: the NFL and NFC. I'm NFC. I'm sorry. I am not on this bandwagon of Green Bay is gonna go to the Super Bowl, and it's nobody else. I, I just. The NFC is too competitive when you got Mr. Let's Be Great in Seattle. I mean, that dude is never out of a game. I, I just, you know, I just, I, I'll never count Russell Wilson out, man. That dude is too good. Um, you know, obviously the Saints are good enough to pull it off um, in the NFC. I'm not talking about winning the Super Bowl. I still think it's going to be the Chiefs, and I predicted it would be the Chiefs earlier this year. I just, uh, I think Tampa could beat Green Bay. They actually did it already this year. Now, they'd have to do it in Green Bay. But they've they've done it already this year. So like I think the NFC is still kind of wide open. I don't think the NFC is uh is is settled as of yet. The irony, Doc, is you know, if your Cowboys decide that they are gonna win their game against Tampa, let's say they win the division and they get a home game against Tampa, because that's what it's looking like, right? If your Cowboys beat Tampa. Then they gotta go to Green Bay, <laughs> probably. Well, it depends on who the who the lowest who the lowest seeding team is left. Uh, let's we could give back. up a hundred in that scenario. <laughs> we anyway. would have to pray for snow. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but hey, so we don't we don't have the NFL, NFL will be well, interesting. The NFL is always interesting. That's why it's our favorite sport. Um. I watched your Pelicans get drugged by like 35 oh, last Christ. night on national TV. That's not a good look, friend. Pathetic. Yes. Yeah, so we're you, doing you know, a little irony of it. here because we don't have Harper to talk about it. Circle, circle, dot, dot. As, as you might have picked up earlier, he is back at work. So he is tested negative. No ill effects. Other. Only Harper would get Rona and just lose his smell. I mean, you and I get it. We're going to be chewing on a ventilator just rubbing rosaries and the family's down and and distraught he gets it and he's like oh now i can eat ass without smelling it so we're we're doing a few more flips and dives also because we don't have any five-star reviews i get it the the army is taking a break here everybody's celebrating their christmas traditions so we're going to do a little bit more talking about things um it is 2021 god almighty um what it, I think everybody always looks forward to this show so that we can know exactly how the menace is prepared to live, laugh, and love in a new way in 2021. What do you got? What do you got? I don't, for us? I don't know what the hell you're talking about with new live, laughing, and loving. I'm just trying to live the dream, uh, go to the shoot job, you know, do my thing, hopefully. Just do what I got to do to get paid and get a paycheck and then cut some classic wrestling podcasts. I, I'm not looking forward to living, laughing and loving or living my best life or new year, new me bull crap in 2021. I would can like you the imagine, same can thing. Can you imagine all the fools that said that they were going to live their best life this year? 
You know, I sent out a tweet. I try to be positive on Twitter because there's so much negativity. But when the pandemic like started, probably about a month afterwards, I sent out a tweet that said, don't let the new year, new me crowd fool you. (laughs) They weren't going to turn it around. This pandemic is no reason why they're not turning around in 2020. They're going they were going to fail anyway. And that's pretty damn sinister. But I mean, you know, I'm just being real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I, you know, my big plan is to hopefully get popped in the arm with about a month in between it and <laughs> keep doing the things I've been doing. That's it. Uh, yeah. Hey, we lost a couple of wrestlers uh, since the last time we recorded. Uh, we did. Um very, very sad, one of them. Danny uh, Hodge passed away at the ripe old age of, like, north of 85. Yeah, man. Um, so, Hodge. Man in well, it's just, um, with Hodge, this always sounds bad when I say this about people who've lived a full he life. He lived a full life. But, but I really feel that way. Like, I always feel like when somebody lives a lives a full life um you know there's no shame like live the full life live the great life and that's and that's what you want to see like how old was he doc uh, i don't know like 85 89 i thought he was 88 36 i thought he was okay. 88 so he was it, old. so here's the thing you and i being the age that we are now we'd sign up right now if we could guarantee 88 would you not yeah that'd still be half over but yeah well, I mean, there's not many alternatives. I mean, you can live to 100 and you're still only 45%, 46% of the way there. So I think I'd take, I think I'd take 50% at this point. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think I'd, you see what I'm saying? I think I'd take half over. Man, if somebody guaranteed getting, This thing is me, getting away from us. It's really getting away from us, man. We're getting old, bro. I mean, like, I think of it all the time. Is this really how we're gonna live? This is it, man. We're Jesus. this is it. This is and it, man. Got, somebody over the holiday asked me how the podcast was doing. And I didn't <laughs> know. I didn't know how to answer it because I didn't know if I wanted to continue the conversation or just shut it down. <laughs> we're on Joe Rogan level, brother. <laughs> it's like it's all right. You should have said we're at Joe Rogan level. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Spotify is knocking on our doors. Come on. Sheik. Spotify, come knock on door. They knock on door like I knock on Doc sister in law back door. Give it 12 inches. Um, you, you, saw, you saw the card I sent you today. Little Latrell uh, got a WWE card game for Christmas and it's got the chic on there. I sent you that picture that said I will humble you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. Like I told you, I love it. I love it. So, hey, you were talking about wrestler deaths. Um we yeah. we gotta we definitely gotta shout out um Brody Lee. Uh that dude was underutilized in my opinion in WWE. I always thought he was talented, underutilized and that's sad. Let me say when a 41-year-old person, hell, when a 50-year-old person passes, but when someone younger than me with a wife, kids, uh, passes. 
by all accounts, a really good family guy. Mike Sempervivi said it best on Twitter the day he passed. And I'm going to look it up real quick because I got to read this. I thought this, I thought it could not have been said better. And he said, you can measure a pro wrestler by whatever metrics you want. You measure a man by how he treats his family and those around him. And I think there's volumes being spoken about John Huber right now. That the amount of people that tweeted positive things about Brody Lee, John Huber is something to be said to them. in a sport where everybody is looking to stick a knife in somebody's back. Yes. And I know traditionally when people pass away, you know, oftentimes people will always say like good things, you know, cause it's the polite thing to do. But I felt when I started, when I saw the news of him passing above and beyond, I saw positivity just being spread his way to him, to him. Yeah. His family. And that's I mean, what I, that's what I think of when I think of him. He he must have been a, a, you know, by all accounts, like you said, damn good dude. Well, and I mean, the thing of it is, is that there's a whole lot of things here. I mean, there's people that like his wrestling. I was largely indifferent. I didn't dislike him. I just don't watch current product enough to really be. I mean, I I'm I watch enough to know what I don't like. I don't watch enough to know what I like. How about that? That may not be fair, but that is what it is. No, but I mean, you watched him as Luke Harper um, in WWE for. I mean, I I told I, I mean my kid knew who he was obviously, and he told his mom and Mrs. Doc was like, "Who?" I said, "Remember those guys that wore the mask with uh, Bray Wyatt?" She's, "Oh yeah, that, that was some creepy shit." Okay, one of him. He died. You know, I but don't have you. But, but he's forty-one. He's got a family. He cared a lot about that family. That's rough. Did you ever hear him? I don't remember what podcast it was on, but I no. listened to him on it. This was after his WWE run. And, you know, when you look at him with the beard, especially, you kind of think like Southern Hillbilly, right, Doc? Yeah, I don't care. I don't stereotype people like that, especially our friends from the South. Okay. First off, I'm not thinking you. I'm like talking about what yeah. his employer would have. Stereotype. Oh, damn pronouns. Yeah. So he was on, I can't remember what show it was on, but I heard him do an interview and the dude, when he speaks, the voice doesn't match he, what you see. He was so was he so well-spoken? I, I hate to say it like this, but he sounded like, like super smart, just like a dude you could sit down with and have a conversation about, a number of oh, things. How, how do you and feel he, about me? I got it. Absolutely not how I feel about you, but a dude you can sit. Why did he make this about you? I'm trying to RIP a very pro, a good man in this world, and you got to bring. You're like Harper. Harper does that. He starts bringing up himself. Why you got to bring yourself here's up? Here's the thing. Harper and I get tired of you going on and on about shit, so we just spot okay. monkey it up. That's what happens. Gotcha. Well, seriously, he's like the type so of dude he had you a sit lung, down. He had a lung issue ongoing but it wasn't covid that's was yeah i'm not getting into um the cause and all that I, there's been some controversy around the uh certain wrestling journalists about that i don't want to get into Ooh, it I didn't, to, I didn't know anything about that i don't go to twitter if you want to know um my name is bennett i'm not in it i'm staying out of it 
That's all I'm going to say. But back to Brody Lee, because that's what it's about here. Just a very, uh, like, smart guy. He, you know, like, I felt like the way he was talking about it, Vince kind of saw him as this, you know, hillbilly. But he was just well-spoken. Like, he wasn't this country. And when I say well-spoken, I'm talking in terms of not uh, speaking proper. I'm just talking in terms of he didn't sound like a southerner with that southern draw that we all have heard over the years as southern wrestling fans. Like, he just was just a regular dude. And good man passed away, unfortunately, at 41 years old. 41 years old, way too young. I watched something, and I was talking to you about it not so long ago, and you said y'all, you and uh, Mr. Mister Program had talked about it not too long ago. I watched the Chris Adams documentary. How many showers did you need after? Bro, that was uplifting, wasn't it? God almighty. <laughs> How many showers I, did you need after? It was, you talk about like a, Christmas time pick me up. Jesus Christ. Okay, so see you also- can, can I say one thing? I've hung out with Adams. So there's nothing in that video that surprises me. But you haven't seen I, it. I haven't seen it. I watched a couple minutes of it, but like I just more than a couple minutes, but I've not watched it all the way through. Okay, I just I've been around Adams before. That's all I want to say. There's and I, a couple of th- there's a couple of things I wanted to touch upon, and we weren't we're not going to do a full review of it. But one, he should have got out of this area. I don't think it would have mattered where he was, but continue. It may not have, but he everybody else died or left, and he stayed. He needed to change the scenery bad if he was going to have any hope. I think Iceman was still in the area. True. But I think Iceman did more stuff like regionally, no? No, I mean, what I'm saying is he still lived in the DFW area. He may still okay. live in the area from what I know, but. Okay. Um, But Black don't crack. And speaking of crack, whoo, um, there's this. Did y'all talk about this? There's this uh, stripper friend of his on the documentary. And uh, ter- I think Lance talked about it, but please continue yeah, the, that way. The-, the the term higher than giraffe pussy certainly applies here. That was shower and number one you needed. Here's the thing. If she'd have just stood there and not been like swaying due to the drugs and the alcohol, and just stood there with her mouth closed so you couldn't see the back missing teeth. She would look like an office worker. But. <laughs> oh man, she was high. She was fucked up, dude. And then his best friend that shot him. There's a winner. And then there's always the insightful commentary of noted philosopher and sage. Kevin Von Erich. So, like, in one scene, he's saying that the that Chris Adams was just the best guy ever. And then he's talking about how he had to pull him off of the the pilot in the plane in 86. But he was a good guy. Dude, he splattered that guy's nose across his face. 
a civilian nonetheless. Oh, yeah. And oh, by the way, one of the two pilots at 30,000 feet. And Kevin's then, delusional, but that's another yeah, topic then he altogether. Calls the other guy, the buddy that shot him, Boo Ray. Man, if you're, if you're, you lived in the hood. You ever have a kid, a guy that goes by the name Boo Ray that's going to be up to like something positive? Bro, that's a card game in South Louisiana. But continue. That that name, Boo Ray, but keep going. So anyway, he was an aspiring wrestler and couldn't make it. And Kevin Von Eric was like, he was a really good guy. And it's just like <laughs> if all these people are so good, how come Boo Ray's living at Mama's house and Chris Adams is dead and that stripper over there's higher than draft pussy? Now, the other question I had for you, did, in your time in the wrestling biz, did you ever run up against L.A. Steel? Mm, not. What's the real name? What's the shoot name? I don't remember. Okay. I, that name. That name's not ringing a bell, but I mean. So, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. So, so here's the thing. Chris Adams, you know, you, you can relitigate this bullshit. He was a handsome fella with that English accent that made a sizable, sizable impact in one of the hottest promotions at their hottest times in the history of the business. And by the end, he was living like I did in college. I one time rented a house and we were in there and in my bedroom you could look up through the damn ceiling and see like blue sky in the closet. I don't know how much money he made during his heyday and world it class, all went up his nose. but I'm going to assume it was really good, especially adjusted for inflation. When I think of, you said it, he comes in in 83 and that baby face role with that English accent. And a lot of people forget he came in around the same time as Jimmy Garvin, Iceman, King Parsons. It was like a youth movement in that time frame when they came in March, April, 83. But Chris, as a baby face, the women loved him. And let me tell you something. If you're not a patron of ours, please become one. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. When Lance and I are going through the year of him or it's more than a year of him being a baby face when he turns and he super kicks Kevin Von Erich. Oh, he was Von Eric of... number four. Well, when he turns on him and him and Hatred. Gino are the dynamic duo. Hatred. Well, they were hated, but the girls still loved them. And it, like you said, that English accent, good looking dude, I mean, he had he didn't he wasn't a body guy, but he had a body. I mean, that the women loved, and he was over, pal. And I know he had, he, he had charisma in the ring. Yeah, he fired. He fired up. He knew how to work the crowd. He had that little smile with the dimples for the ladies. You talk about, and when he turned with Gary Hart, that was some amazing stuff. And 
you know, but they talk, it's funny because they talked to his mentor back in England who said, I was really sad to see Chris go to America because everybody I've ever known that goes to America either dies or becomes a drug addict. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm proud to be in America. <laughs> Where at least I know I'm free. Where at least I know I'm high. <laughs> uh. And and then, you know, his parents seemed pretty oblivious to the whole deal. Like, we're not sure what happened. But his brother was kind of like, look, I could see this shit coming from a mile away. <laughs> and... And so, you know, it does. They this is called gentleman's choice. If it, if y'all are waiting for me to like, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's on it's YouTube. Gentleman, I mean, you can find it. It's for on free. YouTube. I watched it on YouTube late at night. Thought about hanging myself in the attic afterwards. Like I said, you probably needed a few showers. It, and just every, I mean, just GHB. I've always thought of that as kind of a sleazy drug. I guess you got to look at the time, though. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not into and, trucks. And, so. and for once, and for once, we're gonna have to give you some credit, because usually you're just talking out the side of your ass and just whatever about your shit. But you said long time ago, man, when he drank, he was like a different person, and everybody in that documentary said the same thing. But man, he was like hanging out at in apartments, sleazy apartments. And like, look, it ain't the worst house in the world, but like he was hanging out with people in three bedroom houses in the middle of the suburbs down in south of Dallas. It's like, dude, you were a superstar. I told you the story about the time we were at the bar and he started drinking and he started getting having heat with some dude in there. I don't even remember. It's been so long ago. The specifics. Um, bro, Chris is drunk off his ass in his being held back by three grown men, he's literally trying to deliver a super kick to the dude. I don't remember if we were in the parking lot of the bar when he was trying to deliver the super kick. I bet but he would have laid that shit in though. Oh, he would have kicked upon him. Um, he he. I mean, it. He was just uncontrollable, man. Uncontrollable as a drunk. Ugh. And and then loud and obnoxious. He. The, the sad part here is this. Look, I. You know, we, we like to joke about ass and craziness and if you want to take yourself down i guess i prefer you don't i don't know i don't know that i care but bringing other people down with you seems like kind of a real shitty thing to do mm -hmm. so by all accounts he took his fiance or new wife or whatever it was and she didn't make it out of a ghb night and then his last wife, Jesus Christ, this looks like something Harper would have pulled out of a bar at 4 a.m. on a Tuesday at New Orleans, who was there for a wedding from her friend. Wait, is this uh, the one that was still alive? Yes. And she was okay. like, we were like soulmates. Bruh, he was using her for a roof and an open purse. The one before her, I, I remember hearing about from but the, a friend but the of mine that was. But that the thing about well. it is, how could he not even get a sugar mama better than that when he was a superstar? And here's the other thing. He didn't have nothing he, else at that point, Doc. He was still good looking and had that British accent. It don't matter. I mean, that's fine. He good looking and still had the British accent. But what year was that? 99? I mean, the years of 
2000 maybe. I mean, the years of what he was in world class was a decade or more earlier. He had burned, I don't want to say burned bridges, but because the bridges weren't there to be burned because the promotion was dead. But he had, he had, dude, he had probably snorted up everything he had. So they looked at him as just a regular dude. Let me tell you this about this. The first time I saw Adams, I was in awe. By the time I had seen him a few times, and I had I wasn't around him like 30, 40 times, but just like a, a handful more times, maybe ninth, tenth time, I looked at him and was like, this is just a regular dude with problems. And I was a and that was me as a 21, 22 year old thinking that. He like, started off he started off with supermodel valets and ended up with women that you and I wouldn't screw with Harper's dick. there's some truth to that um he was 46 so um i gotta i gotta make it a few more months to outlive him you know he had that late run in wcw in 96 that was pretty small he needed to get away from dallas that that little run he had in what 88 or 87 and in Crockett when he came in the the people loved his ass remember remember when he came in at Crockett and you were like you're like man why didn't he you know what happened well, he didn't you imagine him sticking around was like bro never would have worked <laughs> he couldn't be controlled man and that was in 87 he couldn't be controlled doc it would, he, he, he was too reckless. What's crazy is he got another chance in 96, was it? Yeah. 97 as a part of the Blue Bloods? Yeah. He and Regal didn't get along, apparently. I mean, and look, I don't I don't know Regal, but I got to look at Regal and be like, yeah, bro, I, I think I know what you're talking about. So anyway, uh, that's an uplifting tale of a guy who was a global wrestling sensation who died in a hillbilly Dallas suburb in a two-bedroom house by his buddy Boo Ray at his mom's house. That's Now, I know we're talking down on Adams in the documentary here, but the way he died is is I, I just it's just tragic. There's no other way to put it. Um, you know, I mean, shit, we had a BTD Christmas party where we got all fucked up and we didn't shoot each other. Of course we didn't. And we were both <laughs> lit. Uh, we all couldn't we have did, our Christmas party this year, man. We did much more wrestling and get in trouble for it. Yeah, well, we got in a lot of trouble. Bitch that for, for a whole year. Matter of fact, they put the she put the kibosh on. on it's been three years, four years since we've had the party. Because we, got, we yeah. got told we don't know how to act. It's That's bullcrap. All right, what else we got, Doc, before we get into this week's show? Oh, I think we've fucked around <laughs> enough. If anybody's still listening, I figure we should talk about some wrestling. Hell, I don't remember watching it, so it'll be new to me. This will be fun. Give me a second. I got to get the video version going. Um, but on, so you on, got a, Well, let me go ask ahead. you, because this will come out afterwards, but did you, you got a big New Year's bash planned? You're going to head out into the downtown area of some major metropolitan area and drink a bunch and scream in people's faces no what i told you i was i was looking for earlier when i was at the grocery store was like i was you know i was legitimately thinking man i gotta um 
I got to get me, uh, I, I, you know, not that I'm tired of Hennessy or anything. I don't want to give the, the wrong impression. Shit, to that would be the news of 2021 if it were true. I, I will tell you what I did get tired of, though, Doc, as a shoot. Remember the eggnog I used to drink about four years ago during the holidays? Yeah, everybody remembers Pennsylvania Dutch, dog. Okay. Well, Pennsylvania Dutch, I, that 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 did wear thin on me. But, um, you know, I, I was I was actually looking for some a, a beer that I wanted to drink on New Year's Eve. And not a specific beer. I was trying to find one that I was like, you know what? I don't know if I feel like drinking Hennessy on New Year's. What kind of beer? You know, I was I was looking for me a little beer to drink, but couldn't didn't quite stumble upon what I was looking for. I don't know what I want. That's the thing. I I don't want Blue Moon. I just kind of want something wrong, different. What's wrong with Blue Moon? Nothing. I just want something a little different. A little different. Well, you can go with your green bottle Eastern European skunky beers. Which is what I'm a big fan of. Your Heinekens, your Becks, your St. Pauli's no. Girl. No. Your... Almost bought some Sam Adams today. Sam Adams is not bad. You could also go with some uh, Stella Artois. Oh, no. That sounds too rich for my blood. It's really Sorry. not. It's really no, not. Pass. Um, Hard Belgian pass. beer. Um, I've been trying a bunch of different beers because, you know, I've been in quarantine. So I don't, I don't know how to help you here. Okay. The Sam well. Adams... Sam Adams has a winter lager out that's del- del- super deliciously tasty. Stronger than uh, regular Sam Adams or what? Stronger? See, that's your problem. Like, you like, like strong? No, 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 no. Like, like a stronger flavor or like a more, uh, it's, you know, when you a, say winter lager. It's got a little bit notes of orange and some notes other things. Notes of nut? Because, you know, you like nuts. So I figured notes of nut. That, that no, but I, you just want like heavy alcohol content like Bud <laughs> Ice or King Cobra. Or... Dude, I was looking for a 40 when I was in the grocery store. Because I was going to take a picture of it and post it. And You can't help I yourself. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to take a picture and post it in a Facebook group and on Twitter just for stereotypical purposes, even though I don't drink 40s. I was like, where the Mickey's at? But you know, we were in a we were in part of town where they don't have I never drink for, like drinking not that I didn't. I didn't like drinking forties because they'd get warm they get hot. at the bottom. And I know, yeah. oh, you gotta drink them fast. Well I'm with you. I don't I don't I I I don't I never got that whole thing. I had friends who drank and I was like, uh ah. it's like you gets hot at the bottom and you're like, this is nasty. And I'm sorry, but I'm not guzzling forty ounces that quick it's just no then you feel all bloated and nasty yeah it's pointless when i just take a glass a solid glass of hennessy you could knock it out in one gulp there you Instead go of, you know but anyway uh I'll, I'll give an update on next week's show and what kind of beer i ended up drinking on new year's eve because uh, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, go tomorrow but anyway okay so doc let me let me get the video version started here we are so, so can you tell us why you're doing that why we didn't have an episode couple weeks oh back. the 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 previous okay the 819 episode so after the show i i so is I robert silva a, the new puerto rican tim morecci uh i guess you could say that so we got the italian we got we got tim morecci or as harper says tim maselli <laughs> it's tim morecci we got tim morecci who's longtime btc hall of famer in our he's our research department for the crockett era of things, and then we got Silva, who's been helping out with the research on the—I'll call it the Turner era things—because Silva will send me tidbits. But Silva tweeted out after we recorded the last show that dropped last week, where we were talking about the eight nineteen show that didn't air, 
and said TBS didn't air the footage. Um, they actually aired an older episode, so the 819 show never aired. And also, Doc, I was listening to an 89 omnibus of Cornette talking about 89 NWA, which uh, if you're a fan of this show and you're listening for obvious reasons, you must be a fan. Go back and listen to Corny's omnibus on 89 and 90. He talks about a lot of the crap that we've discussed, and he can add some more context to it because, hey, he was there. Evidently, the 819 show... They they couldn't find the tape. They ended up re-airing or putting a, an older show up for a second. So to our knowledge, the 819 show never aired. Fair enough. I don't give a shit. TV I company, can't... Doc. Turner. TV company. Right? What? That's not my problem. All right. So, but this week's show, we do get an episode. Now, I want to play the first couple seconds and then I'm going to talk about this shortly now this episode is 30 minutes i'm also going to talk about that but uh i want you to i want you all to hear the opening of the show in progress the show as you heard it was real quick like two seconds the show is abbreviated and cut short in fact at the start of the copy we have if you're not watching on our patreon page you see a graphic that says this program is joined in progress like we used to always see whenever there was a sporting event so it was cut off. Now, two things here. I did some research on this. The Braves played that day, and the game started at 7.27 p.m. Eastern time. And it was a two-hour and 20-minute game. So that meant the game would have gone off air at 9.47. But the show usually started at 6.05, so that's what was confusing to me as to why it would be cut off if the show would have aired before baseball. Now... I was talking to Silva about this because, you know, he Silva knows all this crap like it's the back of his hand. And he was saying, no, it was cut short because of the Braves. But the Braves started later or started um, at 727. So I would have figured they would have just got the episode in before the Braves. Maybe there was something else before the Braves. I don't know. It's a it's a bit of a mystery. All that said, we got a 30 minute episode. And by the way, the Braves. um they had 41,000 people in attendance that day uh, for their game. That's a, lot. That's a lot for a shitty team like that. I thought so, too, for for, for that team. But anyway, uh, also, one other thing before we get into this week's episode, Wahoo McDaniel is on commentary with Jim Ross. Yeah, week. what's that about? They are 89 NWA is something else to behold because you got worldwide um, – We've got, I mean, literally, there's Gordon Soley's working for the promotion during this time. Bob Cottle's still there. I believe Lance Russell is still is here too. Um, I'm not sure why Wahoo is on this we episode. We've not but... seen Wahoo in almost four years. No, I think we saw him in '87, maybe. No, we've seen him. We've seen him since then. But yes, Wahoo is on commentary and. I love Wahoo when he chops people, but I wouldn't call him much of a commentator. No, that was not good. And what? Why? <laughs> I mean, we had Corny out there. Is Corny well, gone? Corny, no, no, Corny. Corny will be back on commentary. Corny's Corny's in the NWA until ninety, so we've got we've got about another year of Corny. You imagine when Corny leaves? We're going to have fun with those episodes. There's somebody else who we think I think is left, but we don't want to say anything and see when Harper picks up on it. 
Yes. <laughs> you saw my tweet. Because <laughs> you know how he is. Yeah, you did. Because Mikey and DFW mentioned it on Twitter. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, go to Twitter at BTT underscore podcast. Um, I think even Silva mentioned it as well. And I purposely have not brought up. Actually, was it Silva that brought I think it was Silva that brought it up. Uh, what what's going on with with what you're talking about, Doc? I'm about to send you a text because I just got something that you need to see. Oh God! And the key is I need you to read the comments <laughs> after it comes through. <laughs> it's two images. Let me keep going. Tommy Rich. Oh, so we finally go to the ring. We got Tommy Rich, who's going to defeat Agent Steel. Um. Yeah. Uh. Why is he know, taking Doc. so long? He does take a long time. The other thing too is. Jim Ross is, I don't remember them going to Louisiana a lot during this time frame, but evidently they are because JR is plugging how they're going to be in Alexandria, Louisiana this coming week. So there's that. Um, did you get the images that I sent you? Because this will be good for the show. I got one image. Okay, so there's another one should be coming through shortly. Um, Let's have it, sir. I'm, I'm just going to read the, the, the comments. So I posted... Um, I usually post the YouTube version so, of these shows a, a week so do early. You know, do you know who this is? Who who is this? Agent Steel. Yeah, that's uh, we talked about this before. We have. Yeah, go ahead and tell me who it is, or tell the people who it is. But Gene Anderson's been, son. Yeah, right. he's 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 been there. He's been here before. Oh, okay. Ma he matter of fact, he might should have won. Eighty-eight. Oh, he should have won. And I don't know why this second image isn't coming through. Of course, it's maybe it's because it's, it's too naughty to come through the te the, t the texting system. So, um, oh, <laughs> somebody say something about what? Why does he put his crotch in Agent Steel's face when he does it? It's the press. sloppiest Luthes press you could find. Okay, the image should have came through by now. Here it comes. So, uh, let me tell the people what I'm doing first. So. You know, I post the I post the YouTube version of these shows a day early on YouTube. And the reason I do that is because just trying to drive some traffic to the YouTube channel to build up the channel more. That's really the only reason. There's no other reason why I post it there early, but it helps drive traffic. So anyway, driving a little traffic to the YouTube channel. And um, so I always will post the YouTube episodes either on Twitter and on Twitter and Facebook. Well, the last week's episode obviously was woman. You know, she made her quote-unquote debut or she came out as a uh, robin green not debut but she's she's looking all the way live right oh. so anyway philip allen longtime listener of the show posted a bunch of pictures of nancy and like you know skimpy bathing suits and whatnot and philip allen as dirty as he is makes a comment on the facebook page do you want to read what that image says doc this is what yeah. he says about nancy he said bang on the first one and then and he's got that oh that classic one with the black bikini and the that's yes. good stuff. And then he says I'd slurp I'd slurp raw anchovies from her ass and then dip them in her col col colonoscopy juice. Come on. Is that what we're doing here? Grow up, Phil. Is that is that really what we're doing? Grow up. It is 2021, and we are trying to put on an award-winning podcast, and this is the thanks we get? This kind of filth and crap. 
By the way, you know, they played Great Balls of Fire last week on the show, Doc. Mm. Uh, when Nancy was in the hotel room door and they shot her from her feet to her face and we were like, God almighty. I shoot her face to her feet too. You just told Phil Allen to grow up and now that's what you say? Just rope a dope on her. <laughs> no, don't need to take your own advice. Anyway, Mark Wilson, longtime BTC Hall of Famer and patron said, Great Balls of Fire isn't as dated as Doc says for two reasons. So hear this out. The song was on the soundtrack to the movie Stand By Me and was one of the more popular movie soundtracks of that decade. That's true. And in 1989, the Jerry Lee Lewis biopic Great Balls of Fire starring Dennis Quaid came out the same year that this happened. So Mark's got a point. Great Balls of look, Fire look, was topical during that time. No, 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 no. You, you're not going to do this. You got corrected. No, eat your if, medicine if and walk away. Into, then I'm going to have to turn in papers. I am okay. not, not going to record this show to get corrected <laughs> by the these people. Mark, you got him. He's, no, he doesn't know how to know selling. And dusty, and they could <laughs> if they were gonna rip off a song, they could have ripped off Van. Ha I mean, White Snake, and made it seem like she was ta their Tawny Katane and gotten a lot more mileage out of it. So there you go. Uh, Mark, you got him. He's upset. <laughs> is he, right, from, let's is keep... he the one from Alabama? Oh yeah. I hope Saban dies. <laughs> Okay. I hope he gets. I hope he gets COVID for the fourteenth. No, you don't. I tell you, man. I love saving by comparison to Urban Meyer. Every time I see that dude on Fox on the pregame show for college, I just want to beat him till the white meat shows in his head. Wow. God, I hate that dude. I hate say. I not say. Well, let I me hate just Urban let me just say this: is it's heading on to the new year. Here in the United States, the uh, Cotton Bowl has just started, and uh, there's an uncomfortable amount of people in the stands. <laughs> I got it recording. I'm going to watch it. You know I'm a junkie. I'm going to watch well, it. Well, let me just done. say this. We're two minutes and one second in, and somebody's already scored. Okay, leave me alone. That's fine. I, I, I didn't it. say who. That's good. All right, so Thank let's you. keep moving. After Tommy Rich wins his uh, match against Agent Steele with a Fez Press where he puts his nut sack in Agent Steele's face, not to be confused with Ronnie Garvin's chin nuts. Let's go to old Wildfire and see what he's got to say. Fans, let's hear these comments from Wildfire. You know, somebody say something about it's good to be back with the NWA. You know, it's good to get a shot at the U.S. heavyweight title. You know, but I heard... Flex, I mean Lex Luger, excuse me, Flex Luger, because, you know, the more I watch him, the more I see him. Not only has he got muscles here, but I think his biggest muscles on top of his head. He's talking about boredom. Well, let me tell you what boredom is. You know, you're talking about you fire, you hired help. Well, that's one thing Tommy Rich ain't never done. The jobs I do, I do myself, and I'm going to get the U.S. heavyweight title. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. We're back. What a cut. Um, yeah, I got nothing. This guy's a bum. And whatever he was getting paid, even if it was $5 a match or $10 a match, it was too much. Turner wasted their money. What are your thoughts, Doc? In 1989, he's not a credible opponent for Lex Luger, and he's done nothing to establish him to change that opinion and establish himself as such. So you agree with me then? 
it looks like 2021 is going to be a weird year, but I guess I am. So was the year you quote unquote turned babyface, and now you kind of straddle the line and you're healed. I've been a babyface so since day one, pal. Okay. He has the right All people. Right. Let's keep the show moving. Uh, we hey, go to hey, Sting. The, the classic days of good guys and bad guys. So we, frankly, we here at BTT don't want to insult our fans like that. Sure. Menace screwed and menace. <laughs> <laughs> let's go now to sting and rick flair the beginning of it's a little bit chopped off here they are i think i'm at my best under pressure and speaking of pressure world title oh man we're talking texas next match Terry Funk, we're in your backyard you are the tallest Think of Flair <laughs> Sting screaming at the end. Of that. In, in, I mean, there's a lot to be said about Rick put trying to, you know, help Sting here. Stand next to me and woo when I tell you to. That's true. He's giving him credibility. But he basically just said he's going to kill Terry Funk. Yeah, he he's he's ready to kill him. I mean. This is, we've got months to go oh. of, what? I'm watching this football game. Okay. Uh, I need you to, sir, I need you to pay attention to the wrestling for a little well, while, okay? Uh, well, <laughs> okay. The, maybe you need to make the wrestling as good as this football game's been already. Now, <laughs> you're going to get hot in a minute. Um, so here's, here's the thing. I want to see... Flair and Funk in the Texas death match. Because it's funny because Funk always says he invented them, but he never wins them. But he always says he's never lost one. Uh, that's what makes it better when he's a heel. They're, they're, they've got a, you know, they're going to have Sting and Flair going to wrestle Muda and Funk coming up. Um, the, the Halloween Havoc is the big one. They're in the, they're in the cage. I know you haven't seen that. Just wait. Uh, but they're they're going to be doing some battles together. There's going to be a couple tags together. And as you heard there, they're talking about the Omni tomorrow night. So that's that's happening, and they're plugging that. Uh, the the promo mice for me it was pretty meat and potatoes. They, you know, I thought Flair was just kind of trying to talk them into the building to go to the Omni. And I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. That's uh, you use the TV to your advantage to get the people in the building. I didn't pull the results. I'm sure the Omni had four thousand people there. That yeah. night. 
but um, who knows? Uh, I bet you it wasn't a lot. I, I, I doubt it was, a, you know, huge. But anyway, you know, we are seeing some kind of weird things that are going on outside of Flair and the, the big feuds that are going on. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc, on the promo, though? No, because I think, like you said, it was very, very meat and potatoes. And, you know, Rick's trying to maintain his feud, but he's also trying to give Probably not only Sting, but also Muda some stroke. Yeah, that's what I got, too. Or my thoughts, too. All right, so we keep moving. And the next match, we got Dan Spivey, who's got Teddy Long and Sid Vicious at ringside. Uh, Dan Spivey's going to defeat Rusty Riddle. JR is making jokes. This is going to be a common theme over the next few months, uh, if my memory's correct. JR's making jokes about Teddy Long. Uh, he's talking about Teddy Long is dressed up uh, to go on Arsenio Hall. Uh, just just talking about Teddy Long's outfits. And, I mean, let's face it, Scraps, a.k.a. Teddy Long, he does look comical. I mean, he's kind of dressed at times. Like, right now he's got the hat, so he doesn't look like a, I don't know, he, he doesn't look like a parking attendant, but there's times when he does, and he looks like a bartender. I mean, he's it just... Teddy's fabulous, actually, when he's not with Norman, if you ask me right now. Doc, do you have anything from this? Dan Spivey doesn't do much for me. Me either. Me either. Never has either. That's the thing. Never has. Any other thoughts? No. All right. So we keep going, and... I was going to say it's a Road Warriors promo, but it's really not. It's just Paul Ellering talking for a minute. This is the type of thing that Javorski kind of cranks off to. You know, he loves listening to Ellering's voices. Dulcet he better button. crank off to some N95s and some social distancing or his stupid-ass football team is going to be too sick to make the playoffs. <laughs> so six weeks ago... <laughs> These motherfuckers like the Browns are going to make it in the Cowboys. First time in, 40, first time in 45 years, and they can't get it done because they can't field a proper team because they're too busy out there circle, circle, dot, dotting it up. Well, let's be real. That's not true. They The receivers were held out because they were close contacts with someone who tested positive. None of those players have tested positive as of us recording this. So let's be fair there. The other part is, the freaking Browns just three, four weeks ago were like, oh, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. This is 2021. 2020's crazy. And the Cowboys are dead. And now we're recording this before the last week of the year. And the Browns look like they're going to miss it. And the Cowboys got like a 50% chance of getting in. This is wild. Beautiful. Wild. Oh, my God. It's wild. But anyway, such is life. Um, Warriors, nothing. Again, Ellering didn't say too much. The next match, we got the Samoan SWAT team with Paul Lee. They're going to defeat Trent Knight and Bill Ford. The SST, uh, the, 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 they do this the right way. They win this thing inside of 51 seconds, and that's what it needed to be. They're savages. Um, I just don't like their music. The, the Halloween music, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, did that make sense? I mean, no, we have. It should have been more like. I don't want to say something and get in trouble here, but island I, music or what? Well, you know, no, I, I think I know what you mean. It should have been more. I think they were looking and, for that. 
they were looking for that real scary thing, and that Halloween theme did have kind of a scary theme to oh, it. Oh, it's scary music, but I'm like the whole, uh, whole kind of like an Indian thing, but more island. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yes, it needed. Am to I be Indian? More I mean Native based. American. I'm not trying to insult yeah. our First Nation friends out there. Crisscross applesauce, and Paul Lee is not <laughs> looking. You Have know, you Paul Lee. Down with the name First Nations yet? Uh, I get down with whatever somebody wants me to call them. Yeah, it's just it's a new term, and if, if, if you tell me you want to be called El Shithead, I'm gonna call you El Shithead. I, I mean, whatever you prefer. Like my thing is that when it comes to somebody, if you tell me, "Hey, I don't want to be called this. Call me this," I'm gonna call you that. I'm gonna respect your wishes. That's the type of dude I am. Really? Yeah. Like if you want me to call you, uh, Senior White Claw. I'm gonna call you Senior White Claw. We don't have those in the house anymore. Oh yeah, oh sure you don't. No, they were given. They were upset in Mrs. Doc's tummy. That just meant more for you. I don't know. See what the problem is here. No, no, no. I don't need that. Um, she's been drinking just wine. She's like, "Fuck it, I'll just drink oh. wine again." Oh, of course. <laughs> White women bouginess, of course. Just drinking wine. Yeah. And what's wrong with All that? Right. Oh Jesus! All what's right, your, we what, keep... you, what is Sasha drinking over there? What has she been drinking? You know, she likes amaretta and like amaretta sour and shit like that. She told me today. She's like, you know, at my you bachelorette should, party, you should, they yeah. what? No, she was like, you know, at my bachelorette party way back when I drank, I drank some beer at this bar that that one of the girls got me, and and. It was good, and I don't know what kind it was. I was like, "You didn't drink beer that was good, because you ain't you don't like beer." You yes, should bring I her did. Home. You should bring her home a forty of of something when you come back from the store tomorrow. I'll think about it. What's this? It's keeping it moving. Shut up and drink it so that I can get that ass tonight. That's nice. Keeping it moving. We get another plug for Uh-oh. the Z Man as we go to commercial. The Z Man is now. Does anybody uh, know what the Z Man is at this point? Uh I don't remember. That's how long ago it was. Was he AWA before this? Well, no, here's the thing. Like, not even that, but... So, you could have known if you had the magazines, and I guess you also could have known... Was he AWA? I guess you also could have known if you had cable. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, back in the 85, 86, 87, they'd bring somebody in and go, big star from blah, blah, blah. Even that's helpful if you don't know. But if we're just some newcomers coming in and great. So you're right. Um, I, I wanted to double check before I was before I gave out incorrect information. Um, 88, 89, AWA, uh, 87. Yeah, because he came out of that Minnesota crew. He was just later day. Well, no, no, hold on. I'm going to give you. He, he actually started wrestling as early as uh, 84, 85, 86. But he went from there. He 86, All Japan Pro Wrestling. He was in the WWF, 86, 87. Uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, 87, 88, 89. AWA, 88, 89. And then WCW, NWA, So he's probably well enough known to say that he's the Z-Man, but... Well, and he... Um, God, I, I don't even remember this. Wikipedia says he debuted in early 84 in Mid-South. I don't... God, that's 
Now I'm going to have to go look for that. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, he had been around for a few years. But to the point you're making, you know, in 84, you could you could really build somebody up without even saying who they were. Like, you're just like, oh, this guy's been here, there, and everywhere. And he shows up and wins five matches against enhancement talent. You're like, all right, this guy's somebody. I don't know if you could still. Yeah, you could probably still do that in 89, although it was becoming less common because of the reach of cable, right? Yeah. But um, Z-Man, we'll get more into Z-Man. Z-Man, um, he is going to make his debut at, I believe it's Clash of the Champions 8, which is coming up in a couple of weeks on our Patreon feed. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. Become a patron. You'll get access to not only that Clash, but all of the Clashes yeah, we've we done. Need, which... We need to talk about the recording of that. I'm going to need some extra trans money for that. Okay. Um, uh, just remind me to tell you some some potential scheduling conflicts with that well i've got one that morning too on uh at 11 a.m i got an appointment so we'll we'll talk about why it. are we doing this in front of the people i don't know <laughs> I've, I've got some problems too that day anyway we'll talk about it off air but uh, people, the class, don't know, the next... people don't know how tenuous it is at all times that this show gets done and gets out we work around a lot. But Z-Man is going to come up. He's going to make his debut at the Clash. It's Clash 8, a.k.a. Fall Brawl 1989, which took place Tuesday night, September the 12th of 1989. Again, if you want to listen to our review of it, not only that, but all of our reviews of the Clashes and pay-per-views and everything we've done there, over 200-plus episodes, got to be close to 300 now, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. I'm going to say it again. I know I'll make some people mad. We don't do ads. We're not trying to sell you things that you don't want. We simply ask that if you love this show, you become a patron of it, and that is how you can support Who's getting mad at that? Uh, you know, a few people. Yeah, yeah you only shilling your Patreon, man. I call it. I, I, I tune in to just listen to wrestling. I don't want to hear all those plugs, dude. Swipe to the left <laughs> and go fuck yourself. That's nice. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right, Doc. So um, we need to get to something that's about to happen here. Uh-oh. Robin Green. You got something to say about it or what? Uh, nothing to say. More things to do. What's wrong with you? Uh, nothing. Uh, so let us go now to the Steiners, Robin Green, Jim mm. Ross, and Missy Hyatt. And man, mm. Nancy is all the way live. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night in the Omni. I'd like to thank the beautiful Missy Hyatt for being the first lady of wrestling. And secondly, that she's taking care of my Ricky before I came. And the last thing is... You take care of me too, though. Yeah. And, and the last <laughs> thing is, is that I'd like to thank Scott for accepting me into the family. Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much. You take care of my brother. I will. I will. Enough, I enough girl talk. Enough girl talk. Oh, I want to also remind the fans that Missy and Robin will both be in the Omni tomorrow night for the kids' free night. A lot of, a lot of big things coming up for you guys, all surrounding tag teams and the world title. That's right, Jim Ross. I can't wait to wrestle in the Omni Sunday night. You know, Atlanta's become like a second home for me and my brother. That's, you already got a home. What are you talking about? Second home for where? What do you mean? Where you live, it's a bigger speech. Remember we talked about bigger speech? Right. 
That's what he said. Yeah. You know, Jim Ross, I don't care who we wrestle, I don't care where we wrestle. Because when me and my brother step in the ring, we have one thing on our mind, and that's to get the job done, and that's to beat up whoever they put against us. Skyscrapers, Freebirds, what makes you think you're different than anybody else? Sid Vicious, Danny Spive, anybody can come out here and beat up a man that's smarter than them. But when you step in the ring with us, we're going to find out what kind of men you really are. Because when you step in the wrestling ring with us, you will leave your feet. You will be suplexed. And we're going to find out how much punishment you can take from the Steiner brothers. Tell them, dogface. Yeah, today, when they're getting those sissies in the ring, we're going to take them and we're going to throw those long-haired sissies from one side of the ring to the other. And for Sid Vicious and Danny Spivey, they come out here, and I don't know how tall they are, maybe what? Seven feet, maybe. They are not seven feet. Who told you that? Teddy Long. <laughs> Teddy, that peanut head cue ball, he ain't no good for nothing. Fans, well, don't forget, tomorrow night in the Omni, and we'll be back with more right after this. Dude, Hopper nails it every week. He's not, I know Hopper's not here this week, but Hopper hits it every week. He plays that role so well. That's a lot harder to do than it would seem, too. Very. He's, it's, I mean, Rick Steiner is a hell of an actor. I mean, he played that role ridiculously well. But go ahead and, Doc, give me your comments as we uh, see another replay of the dynamic dudes and that ridiculous, don't worry, be happy vignette not vignette but a video they did of them from a few months ago this is terrible i'm not even commenting on it go ahead i I just scott is a good promo at an early age rick's doing a lot there my other thing is did you hear jr say the kids free night at the omni yes i did i heard him you ever seen a promotion that's doing well that's just letting all kids in for free not gonna say that that's a that is a that's a good way to to draw it's a good way to do it but you think they were giving in kids free in 85 um what's the date on this so that would have been september i'm trying to look something i'm trying to see what it i'm i'm genuinely curious now about like how they would have done for that card is what, I'm, is what I'm looking for. Um, let's see if I can find the attendance for it. This video uh, is the drizzling shit. Terrible. Terrible. It, just the worst. Um, but then they show a skyscrapers video. Okay. Why is it not? I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up as we're talking here, y'all. So bear with me. I'm trying to find September 89. See if we can get a an attendance for, for the Omni. Because I... I Sid I Vicious swear I heard like Corny... he wanted you to blow him right there. God. I swear I heard Corny say it was like 4,000 or so. That's but... not a lot of people for a building like that. Yeah. So, oh, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, Doc. So, evidently, kids getting in free must have worked because if you believe the internet, no. September 3rd of 1989, they had 15.5 at the Omni. Well, that's nice. So all children under 12 were admitted for free with a purchase of a paid adult ticket. So let's just assume that's you That's different had... than all kids get in for free. Significantly different. But you know what I bet you they did? So you yeah. say kids get in free and then, you know, dad shows up with three kids and that's it's like, nah, bro, 
nah, bro, one kid gets in, you still got to pay for the other two. And he bitches and complains, but what's he going to do at that point? Drive home? No, he's going to pay for his kids to go see the rest. You and right? I both know some parents that would have driven home. <laughs> well, my mom only had me, so she would not have driven home, but... She, it would but, have been like, and don't you ever drag me down there to that bullshit ever again. Yeah. Now, a month earlier when they were in the Omni... 7,500 people in August. So there, there you go. Um, I, there was one I saw with four, uh, 6,800 on July 2nd. So, you know, not the greatest uh, when it comes to the Omni shows. Uh, but then again, attendance all around. Hey, at least it's more than 1,000 in the Silverdome. Anyway, okay. What other thoughts did you have? Uh, I thought, you know, I thought the Steiners and Robin Green and Missy were good there. Did you have anything else? They're all still getting along. Yep, still getting along, so let's see how this plays out. Um, like I said, we, we had a video package of... This episode's weird because there's not really much happening, and then we get this, we get a couple of video packages in a row. We get the video package of the Dynamic Dudes, Don't Worry, Be Happy, followed by a video package of the Skyscrapers, um, and the, excuse me, then we get Pillman's video package again, uh, set to Def Leppard, and then we get the War Warriors set to Iron Man, um, Doc, kind of weird. I don't know. Just we kind of threw this in there, almost like we were looking for content to air that day. I, what would you take from this? Let can y'all get together a thirty-minute show to go on after the Braves? <laughs> sure, we we try. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I didn't have I didn't have much from it. Um, did you have anything else? This episode, now that I'm starting to shake off some of the alcohol-related dementia that I'm. Didn't remember this. This show sucked. This, there wasn't much in here. Um, combination of Wahoo on commentary with JR. They were kind of um running on the clock. It, it mailing like. it in. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. What you going to do, right? But anyway. Now, now right. the people know why we had to do so many flips and dives on the front end of this motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. So let's go now to Michael Hayes. This is actually the last promo on this week's episode. Hayes uh, has something to say, and let's uh, let's hear from him. Notice he's not at center stage. He's well, maybe he is at center stage. Just nobody's there. No, not in front of the crowd. Here it is. Sex appeal at its best. P.S. One third of the fabulous Freebirds, the world tag team champions, bar none. Nobody, no how. No way can come out here and hold this piece of gold and tell you the truth, just like I'm telling it. Not the road warriors, not the skyscrapers, not even the SST, not the Midnight Express, and surely not you, the Steiners. You know, let's talk about the Steiners for a second. Their physical attributes may be unsurpassed by no one in professional wrestling. But that's the only attribute that you hold above us. Because you see, you're only about six years younger, and you're about ten more years in experience, Jack. For ten years, when the fabulous Freebirds walk in the ring, they rewrite the history book every single night. And every night we step in, that continues to happen. And it's not going to stop. Because for ten long years, I scream, give me back my bullets. And now that the guns are loading, Jack, they ain't never going to get unloaded. 
Not you! Not anybody. Because as long as we keep walking, as long as we keep talking, and talk and walk as the world champions, it will remain. Heaven don't want us. Hell's afraid we'll take over. Ladies and gentlemen. Boy, he will wear that line out. What'd you think? That's a good promo, man. You do know where Give Me Back My Bullets is from, right? Hell no. It's a Leonard Skinner song. Oh, of course, yeah. What's wrong? You expected wrong me to that? know that, right? Nothing. You you expected me to know that. You told me you got your their box set for Christmas this year. That's <laughs> okay. You're just making things up now. That's nice. Was it them or Jodeci? I don't remember. Yeah, Jodeci. Now that is some belly rubbing music, bro. What? What Oof. is belly rubbing music like? Kamala. Hmm. You know, Bel- like the Bel- only way white people have sex, they get on top and missionary. Uh, well, h- how do you do it different than that? <laughs> There's a number of other positions, pal. There are? Why don't you tell me about them? Let me ask you a question, man. What the fuck are Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin doing in that corner right there? Uh, why, are, why is Hayes on top of Garvin as they're dancing? I don't know. What is, what are they doing? That looks, <laughs> I got nothing against that lifestyle. I'm just saying for two dudes touting about stealing your women and your women are dreaming of us while you're banging them. That looked very suspect. Boy, no kidding. Look, <laughs> I think it was Brian last who said one time his dad walked in while he was watching the Freebirds and the Freebirds started doing a dance like that and his dad goes, these guys are gay? What? <laughs> you never heard, you don't remember that story from the 605 years ago? I guess not. Yeah, it was great. I don't live and die by wrestling podcasts like you do. Sure you don't. Anyway, all right. I thought Hayes was good too, Doc. I thought, um, you know, he's talking about you're younger, 10 years less experience. You know, I think he's exaggerating on the years, but whatever. You know, I thought uh, Hayes has been in the game a long time at this he point. He has. They have, him and Gordy started early. Well, and Garvin's been around for a while now at this point. I mean, he's no, you know, he's no rookie. I mean, I know he's not been a free bird for, for long at all, but, you know, Garvin's world class as early as 83 he's been in mid-south and 82 Garvin's in his late 30s here yeah that's what i'm saying like you know garvin's been in the business for a long time at this point i mean so you know it's got some points i mean good stuff i thought hayes was good and these promos are quick because it's a very short episode i mean barely a minute and a half right there um i don't know if you noticed doc but we go to the ring and uh tommy angel actually is gonna be uh, yeah he's gonna be here for a while is like an enhancement talent. So you're going to see, you're actually going to see a lot of the Smoky Mountain talent in the next few months. Um, Lee Scott, Tommy Angel, um, Larry Santo was going to be here in 89. So like you got a lot of the old Smoky Mountain wrestling enhancement talent. Uh, Pat Rose, I believe is, um, it, it, um, Kazana, I think. I mean, like you're going to see why all of those Smoky Mountain talents that you saw on enhancement doing enhancement jobs, you'll. It, it was almost like Corny was like, "All right, well, 
you know, I know all you guys from uh, from this time period. I'll, I'll just use you on my Smoky Mountain shows. Like that's exactly what it felt like. What about the, but anyway. the fake nature boy, Paul Lee? Oh, uh, hey, K Fake. Oh no, I'll tell you who, because I can't remember. I, yeah, I think Paul Lee, but uh, Paul Lee's actually already been there. Uh, just what in 88, 89. Oh, that's um, right. Mark Kyle, Killer Kyle. Uh, he won't be Killer Kyle. He'll be Mark Kyle. In in eighty nine, uh, say Crockett, uh, Turner, WCW, but Kyle, Mark Kyle is going to be. I mean, literally, like when you look at it, you're going to see all of those people we saw on our Smoky Mountain reviews. Which, by the way, if you want to listen to episode one of Smoky Mountain, just go back to tinyurl.com/slash/bttpod. All of the old episodes are there. Mark Kyle, but, but you'll see like all of the talents that we saw on Smoky Mountain are going to be. On on Turner TV, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Everything crosses paths, brother. Everything. All right, we go to Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. They're going to defeat Tommy Angel and Lewis. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Um, our good longtime patron, Hall of Famer out there, Ruben Espinosa, will tell me uh, how to pronounce this. Lewis Asia, Asia. Um, I thought you were fluent, bro. I don't know how to read it all that great. <laughs> Oh, you learned it in I'm the little, streets. I get it. A little illiterate when it comes to the writing. I mean, we know. You know. <laughs> yo puedo hablar, pero. Come on. Come on. Yo no es. Yo in no es. No habla español. <laughs> uh, anyway, Hayes and Garvin win over Tommy Angel and Luis Acia when Garvin uses the DDT rather quickly, as you see on the video version that you can get on our Patreon feed. Yeah. Doc, any thoughts from this? It was rather quick. Not really. Garvin is jacked, and you got to give Hayes credit. He's in shape here, too. He's yeah. showing a little the definition champs. in his shoulders. Yep. And they're the champs, the NWA World Tag Team champs. Uh, we then do, from there, we close the show out. We got Wahoo and JR. They're going to say a few closing thoughts. Honestly, let's get a taste of it so you can hear what we're talking about. We'll be settled once and for all in the Omni. Chief, it starts at 8 o'clock. I know you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. You know, there'll be a new champion or there'll be an old champion. We don't know, but I guarantee you it's going to be a great fight because they're both up. They're both tuned and ready. So I'm going to be there at Omni tomorrow night, and I want to invite all you people to be there too. Fans, also, it's Kids Free Night, Kids 12 and Under, absolutely free when accompanied by an adult. We'll tell you more about it tomorrow night on the NWA main event for Chief Wahoo McDaniel. I'm Jim Ross saying so long, everybody. Okay, so if we're going to be fair, Jr. did say it at the end right he did. there. Kids free with an accompanied adult. He didn't say it earlier, though. When we were no, first he didn't. Listening to it. But anyway, so uh, we got 15000 in the Omni for it. And that's that's how they go off air, Doc. That's uh, the show. 30 minutes and 28 seconds. A very cool Really one. exciting the people for these upcoming big shows. Great. Uh, you think they kind of just ran the clock out in this episode? Yeah, I'm gonna run the clock out on their ass on the grade too. Okay, so while we're while we're talking about that, look, I know the um, the holidays are over at this point, and maybe you got some gift cards. So I would like to ask you if you got some Amazon gift cards, please consider using our Amazon Associates link, tinyurl.com/bttamazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, the show gets a little support in return when you use that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. We appreciate it. Thank you for using it. Doc, uh, you want to rate it or I Rolex? Thought, well, I thought you were going to ask everybody to just mail you <laughs> their gift cards. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I want them to use their gift cards. Don't mail oh, their okay. gift cards. 
Okay. Uh, that would entail me giving out my address on air. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I thought you lived at 316 Gimmick Street. <laughs> sure. Uh, Doc, you want to rate it or Rolex at first? Which, what, are you, what are you doing? Well, here? if we're rating this thing, I'm giving it a D. Wow. Come on, Doc. It's uncalled for, huh? 2021, man. You got to call it like it is. You got to call it like you see it. Okay. Seems a little, little, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that, but all right. A D. Wow. Um, I give it a C plus. They just kind of ran the clock out, you know, just three yards of cloud of dust for the last, for 30 minutes kind of episode. They need to do better. C plus. Who are you giving your Rolex to? Man. I'm giving it to that one right there that we're looking at on this video version. <laughs> you nasty bastard. No, I ain't nothing nasty. That is a hell of a woman. I'm going to give mine to Michael Hayes. You want to give it to Michael Hayes, huh? Yeah, I want to give it to him beauty? like he gave it to Jimmy Garvin in the turnbuckle. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah, he gave it to Garvin in the turnbuckle. Do you see Nancy right there? That's why she's getting a Rolex. Uh, uh, uh. <sighs> Oof. All right. Uh, so you're giving yours to Hayes. I'm going to give mine to uh, Robin Green officially at this point. She's Robin Green. And uh, that's kind of how this show wraps up, Doc. I don't know. What, uh, what else are we going to do here tonight? Any I think we've gone, we, hey, you and I have gone longer than we thought we would when we logged on. So. Uh, I, I have 2021, man. Get your vaccine. Get two. Maybe get JR, J, Jake the Snake to get you a little cocktail and load it up in the syringe and get that shot in you. I don't know. Let me tell you something. If you're still alive and you're a territory wrestler, like literally from the from especially the early 80s, you don't need that vaccine, man. You're immune. <laughs> You've rolled around enough piss-stained rings full of hepatitis and HIV, I think you'll survive just fine, even though most of y'all are senior citizens and probably need it. That's Ain't really nice. Killing you're out there telling man. people to not get vaccinated. You bastard. It's a joke. It's a joke. You're just trying Although... to do that so you can jump up in the line. I know. <laughs> no, I'm jumping up into nothing, you bastard. Too. All right. Well, before we get out of here, just a couple of quick mentions. Again, We've got a uh, Patreon special coming up, but all of them are still available at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Also, I didn't talk about this, but, you know, in the year of 2020 with the pandemics hit, uh, I believe we did like nine or ten live streams since the pandemic hit. So uh, not only did you get all of the would you get all of those, you know, clashes and pay-per-views that we did in the world class shows, but um, the the live streams. If you didn't hear them all live, you can go back and listen the to them come on out at night. We really had some fun on the live streams, man. The live streams were a blast this year. And, and the pandemic kind of, I don't want to say forced our hand, but, you know, a lot of times we were home and just having a good time or not having a good time. You kind of held up and we we're like, you know what, let's do a live stream. And that's how it started off. And, you know, me and the JV Goon Squad, you know, Doc's jealous of them. But I will say this, on the Patreon feed, those live streams are really popular. Something that's funny, on the very last live stream that we did a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks back, Doc somehow 
He must have signed in and saw my little bubble green on Skype and just figured, oh, I was recording something. Doc texts me and he goes, so which members of the JV Goon Squad are you doing something with tonight? So, um, yeah, Doc's not too fond. But you know what? Goon Squad, I appreciate you. Thank you for your for uh, doing the live streams with me. It's been a lot of fun. Silva's a very knowledgeable fella, more knowledgeable than Doc, so I really enjoyed doing those with him and Sparks as well. And we had Lance on the live stream. He finally made one. And, man, him and Silva, I didn't even have to interject. They just talked for hours on end, and it was fabulous. So, Doc, bite me on the live stream since uh, those guys are kind of, you know, carrying their weight there. All right. You got anything you want to say, or can I keep moving? Book it, bitch. No. Real quick, before we get out of here, I'd like to give a special shout-out to uh, friends of ours over at Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTC. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Thanks, Joe and Quinn, for all your plugs. I appreciate it. And then also check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Prue and JV as they talk about the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. They also do our ECW show on our Patreon feed. So that's something else to look forward to when you become a Patreon member. For now, I don't think I got anything else. Hopper never called us to say he could make it, which isn't shocking because he told me the the shoot job was putting the boots to him. But I'm sitting here. Doc's sitting here. We did this show. Uh, Happy New Year. No new us. Doc, you got anything before you hit that tagline? Book it, bitch.